if you think you're not afraid of the dark. If you think you have a strong stomach. If you feel nothing can shock you. If you believe you've seen everything. If you say you don't scare easily, what are they? y'all mike reps the ranchless we back in there transmitting from the loft in brooklyn as we always do about this time you know what i'm saying how you guys doing out there what the fuck's going on are you enjoying your 2018 so far how's everything going everybody getting back to their uh usual thing you know i don't know what are you doing how you been how you doing how you been as always, please subscribe on iTunes. I, sh- I always keep saying subscribe, but subscribe on iTunes more clearly or follow me on all the shit. It's at Mike Rips everywhere. And all my shit is at Mike Rips. Snap, which I never use. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the shit. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? This is a weird way. I'm not even drinking this time. I hope that doesn't fuck me up, but bear with me. It's not a fucking New Year's resolution, speaking of 2018. I don't, again, I think I said this last week, but I don't believe in New Year's resolution. I believe in uh, constant growth on a weekly, monthly, yearly, daily basis and uh, decade, everything. Like, uh, you're always going to be the same person. So I think you're going to do this drastic change in the next year. Besides, like, New Year's is this weird break that happens in the middle of it, but the year to me kind of really starts in, like, September. That's more what it feels like when the school year starts and stuff like that, but who the fuck knows? I have a twisted brain, you know? But yeah, I'm not drinking this week, not because uh, I'm making a New Year's resolution. I think I said that last week. I'm not going to drink on here, but that was just bullshit. But uh, it's fucking early. I'm recording this much earlier than I usually do. It's like 5.30 right now on the dot. And, uh, you know, if I start drinking now by fucking 8.30, I'll probably be fucking crying on the floor, you know, rolling around back and forth, crying into my hardwood floor, whining. A fucking hour after that, I'll probably throw on fucking David Bowie's Magic Dance from the Labyrinth soundtrack and be fucking dancing naked in my office here like, woo! It's fucked up, you know? But then, uh, you know, the fucking neighbors will probably see me and I'll become like the fucking real-life ugly naked guy from Friends. God. Let's see, now, that wasn't Makers or Bullet or fucking PBR or any of that shit. That's just the red eye. Extremely strong coffee. I can't even say extremely strong because I know people who drink a fucking, I think, black eye. This is, a red eye is one shot of espresso with coffee. I used to drink it black, but now I do put whole milk in it. That's it, no sugar. I don't when you when I drink sugar and coffee, it feels like you're eating sand by the end of it. So 
that. Uh, then there's the black eye, which is fucking two shots of espresso in a black coffee. Then there's purple eye, which is three shots of espresso in a black iced coffee. I always drink it iced. Fucking, that thing will put me in the hospital. And this one's making me feel a little twisted right now. Actually, it feels kind of like I'm speedballing a little bit. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. That's that's another thing. If I'm maybe I'll have a drink later, and maybe all those things will end up happening. And then it's like a uh, fucking disgusting or out of shape white guy dancing naked in his office off a of fucking uh, potent red eye coffee and fucking a couple of shots of uh, bullet bourbon that I got stashed over here. God, that's fucking disgusting. Anyway, uh, some serious shit, some weird shit happened to me at work the other day, and uh, this is controversial to say the least. But, I mean, I feel like i got to address it. It's just, like, people always say, like, uh, there's no racist anymore. People on the right say that. It's a racist. I don't want to be called racist. Blah, 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 blah. And the whole country's so racially charged now. And with the fucking president, the way he is, and everything, the way it's been, with the cops, and every, the protests, and everything, it's fucking crazy, you know? But, so the other day I'm working, and as you guys know, I'm a uh, delivery guy. I del- drive a truck and deliver hardware and some others. I don't want to give away too much. I want to be very vague about this. So I'm working. I show up with two other middle-aged white guys, and it was in the suburbs. It was not. It was a job site in the suburbs. It was not in the city. And I show up, and we're working, doing some shit, and I won't get into the specifics, but one of the guys just blatantly says the N-word in front of me, and I'm just like, dude, what, what the fuck? Like, it's like... Was the, this was two thousand? Was it two thousand eighteen or? Yeah, it must have been. It must have been. Yeah, it was. It was last Friday when this happened. Fucking. Uh, but you know, it's just like people are still doing that shit and do that. And it's like I, I, I want to bet. I don't mean to be a dick, but seriously, I guarantee they voted for fucking Trump. They completely had that vibe, and I guess you know, just throw that word around there like that. Like, like, how do you, you don't know me at all. Like, just to say that, like, it's like a total stranger and you just say it just because I'm white, I guess, like, which is so fucked up. And it does show that the society is still fucking ass backwards and twisted. But that's just some people's mind state. And then it's funny because, like, then you say, like, oh, the Trump supporters are racist. And then people on the right that aren't necessarily racist, but they're just conservatives or whatever, they freak out. They're like, are you saying that? And then I'll point to, you know, just everyday things like that. Of course, it's anecdotal, but still, I just can't believe that people blatantly would just do that. Like, you don't even know. And the, the way the country is, it's just, it's, and, but I guess, in a way, it just shows the fucking scumbags who they really are. And we can just point them out in public and know now. Speaking of uh, some racially charged shit, uh, one of my other friends on the right now is like he keeps he keeps bugging on me because he's like how like because they have this Proud Mary movie coming out which is uh, it's got what's her name Taraji P Henson and it looks like it's supposed to be like a Pam Greer like uh, Foxy Brown which I'm literally staring at a huge Foxy Brown poster on my wall that I've had for over ten years um, <clears throat> I've known the movie for like twenty five fucking um but. Like, my friend's like, how do you, how do you, like, he's like, the only reason they're making that is because the country's, like, racially charged in the protests. It's like a selling point. It's like, it's not even authentic, like, making it, like, I guess you could say something like Black Dynamite, maybe, more authentic, because we weren't where we're at with, like, the racial tension in the country, you know? But, is any of that shit really even real? I don't feel it. I, like, I, I, I don't know. In the, in the real life, I feel like it gets played up by the media more. There's definitely, obviously, there's blatantly racist out. I fucking experienced this fucking guy on Friday saying some weird shit. But 
It's like in the everyday life, people just interact, and I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't. I'm just chilling. I just attempt to be the best person I can. There's nothing we can do about it. If they're scumbags, let them live in their infamy. But anyway, back to fucking Proud Mary. I don't know. It looks dope. It looks like a regular chick action movie. I'm probably gonna watch it regardless. But you know, I've been fucking with these black exploitation movies. These fucking, uh, you know, Foxy Brown. I remember I bought VHS cassette tapes of Shaft. Dolomite, Black Caesar, Hell Up in Harlem, Coffee, Foxy Brown, uh, Cleopatra Jones, Sugar Hill was going, but no, back in the day, like the, the generic, not generic, but the very well-known ones, the Dolomites, the, what's his name, Superfly, the Mac, uh, Slaughter, all the, fi- uh, the three the hard way, anyway, I had all these shits on VHS since I was like 10 years old, I've been a fan, I was more into these movies than I was even into rap when I was younger, I think. I listened to rap, but I wasn't like deep, deep into it. I was, I was into rap and rock at the time, but it was way before. But also, like, uh, so me and this guy were having this conversation about, and he was wanting me to hate on Proud Mary just because they're just exploiting these movies that I like to make like this political statement. And I'm like, whatever, if it's good, I'll watch it. I don't give a shit. I, I'm not gonna even analyze it and over scrutinize it like that. But <clears throat> then he, then we started talking about Black Panther and fucking um. He was saying basically the same thing about that, and it was funny because I saw this tweet from Sean King saying, like, which, by the way, what the fuck is up with Sean King? Like, there was this whole controversy. He was saying that he's African-American, but then people were proved that he's not, and then he said some other shit that his mom cheated on his dad with a black dude, and that's how he came about. I don't fucking know. He writes, and he's on Twitter heavily. I don't even, I don't follow the dude, but he always comes up in my shit, which is fucking insane. But he shared this thing that I saw saying that Black Panther is selling more Marvel tickets than anything ever, which is dope, and I'm excited to see it, and uh, then I saw Michael Buffer write something, which is kind of ironic to the to the point of what this right-winger that I was talking to said. Michael Buffer wrote like a comment on the tweet that Sean King wrote, being like, yo, oh, I'm really not into the superhero thing, but uh, because Ryan Coogler's directing this and all, you know, all these actors, and I'm going to see it, I'm excited, blah, 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 which just shows maybe that political statement's going to make more people see it, or maybe the ticket sales prove that, too. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I'm going to see it. I was a fan of the uh, comic of Black Panther fucking back in, I don't even know, but since I was born, the 80s. But uh, I'm excited for the movie, and to Michael Buffer's point there, I'm definitely excited about Ryan Coogler, because I loved Fruitvale Station. It's a powerful movie. I mean, it's hard to say you love something like that that's that brutal, and, uh, you know, I highly recommend it. And then, of course, Creed was great. Speaking of Creed, that won a fucking Golden Globe a few years ago, if you guys remember correctly. It was fucking, uh, and Sly Stallone went up there and thanked everybody, but I think, uh, Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler, which was like, what the fuck? Then he went up in the commercial break and cleaned it up like a fucking asshole. The Golden Globes this year, or the Golden Globes every year, more or less, is what I call them, is the golden who gives a fuck. But, uh, I don't even watch the, the, go- the go- you just heard that frog come out, it was, I think that happened last week, too, what the fuck? Um, like, uh, fucking, uh, heartburn and digestion all mixed into one lovely spitball flying out. Uh, and I'm spewing it on the mic for y'all. So anyway, the fucking Golden Globes 2018, I barely watch any of it. A lot of times I watch these with, uh, my lovely wife, Brenda, cause she works in the garment district in the fashion industry and all the red carpet bullshit. But, uh, I, I, who gives a fuck who wins these things? Art isn't even supposed to be competitive and that's what they turn it into. And it's all such a joke, but I do like watching some of them sometimes, the Oscars or Golden Globes, because I find out about movies that I didn't know about on a lot of these things and I end up watching them and liking them. But, 
you know, it was this whole message. They were all wearing black for the, uh, you know, of course, the women being abused in Hollywood. And, of course, it went crazy where, let's get the elf in the room uh, with Oprah fucking up there talking about, I mean, everyone wants her to run for president now. She was doing her speech. Great speech, by the way. And... You know, she's great at what she does. I'm not a super fan of her just because I don't, I'm not into daytime TV or, I mean, the only, the one thing I liked was when she started her channel first, she used to play reruns of stuff like I Almost Got Away With It and uh, 48 Hours Hard Evidence, like these um, crime, true crime shows that I watch. But, um, you know, who knows? I mean, that's going to be fucked up if she runs and we're going to have fucking two just media people that one never been in the office now he's the president and it's insane and ridiculous then we'll have another one and she's popular she'll probably beat him she'll definitely win the democratic uh, primary but i don't think they're gonna do it that'll divide her fan base a lot i don't know maybe it won't i don't know who knows uh, i don't know i don't i don't think I, I think i'd probably vote third party again i'm not i'm not playing this game where we're just voting for celebrities now i don't give a fuck who it is i would rather go back to like philosophers or something like kind of ideas i don't even give a fuck if it's far left or it's scary to say far right because you know it's over there i mean the far left is these like communists which you can go back and forth nazis or communists that's eventually where we're headed down if we keep going down this fucking rabbit hole in this dark path but what the fuck do I know, anyway? Uh, I just keep looking at these things, and I'm like, wow. Any, speaking of which, some weird thing happened today where Seal, like, put up a meme dissing Oprah because she knew about the Harvey Weinstein thing, and she made this whole speech about the women, and what was it, Time's Up? That's the whole new um, platform they're going with. It's just, like, constant feuding, constant drama from every angle. Like, right now, uh, this guy, Baby Huey, as I call him, the mayor of uh, New York, Bill de Blasio, he fucking is uh, leading, spearheading this campaign to sue all the oil companies for the Superstorm Sandy, and I mean, who, I mean, it's just like, and he's gonna do it in the same context as the al- uh, the tobacco companies. I mean, I guess if he, who, who knows where are we going with this stuff? Like, we're just in a never-ending vortex of bullshit and insanity and bickering and petty shit, and it just makes everyone get worse and worse. And speaking of petty shit, I went to this. Uh, I had to go to um, Soho or Tribeca area on Saturday, and I pulled in. I pulled right by where the mayor parks in that area. He has a specific reserved spot, which is crazy, and it's right in front of like an Irish pub. So maybe that makes sense why this fucking asshole doesn't get out of bed before ten a.m. or fucking ten a.m. He doesn't get out of bed before fucking noon, from what I hear. Sleeps all fucking day. Baby Huey. He looks just like the cartoon if you've ever seen him before. But then, so, couldn't park in de Blasio's spot, of course, so I start creeping around the corner, keep looking, keep looking. It was right after the snow. It was dead down there, which was kind of cool, because every time you fucking go to that area, it's just packed beyond belief. Now I'm drinking ice water. So, we're uh, moving... Looking for a spot, checking it out. Finally, I see one. It's perfect. It's big. It's right behind the bike rack for the city bike, which for some reason was empty. I don't know if they do that when the snow comes or a bunch of people are just riding bikes in that kind of inclement weather, as they say. Found the perfect spot. It's a fucking, uh, you know, huge ice glacier. So I just do whatever, reverse back into it, use the stupid camera thing in front of the dashboard. They all have in every car now. So I back in, I go in, and then I, unfortunately, as I'm turning, I'm like, motherfucker. And I notice a fucking pump in between another two icebergs there. So 
I get out of Ice Station Zebra quick, fast, and balance, and finally find parking somewhere. So me and uh, Brenda split up, and I went to this fucking awesome spot. All that drama paid off because I hit up this spot that I recently found out about called Mysterious Bookshop. It's on Warren Street in, like, Soho or Tribeca. I don't know. That one really, really nice area. It's literally a library of, like, I guess, crime fiction and mystery. And it's mad tall with the uh, thing that looks like a library, the ladder that spins around. And it's got everything. They got Elmore Lemmer. <coughs> excuse me. Elmore Leonard. They got Jim Thompson. They got... um I picked up two books there. One was like one of the cheap ones. They got like a cheap rack. They have a whole Arthur Conan Doyle section. If you were into any of that kind of shit, like the mystery, crime, fiction, that stuff that, uh, you know, I talk about a lot. I've talked about Elmore Honor, Mickey Spillane, uh, Lauren Estelman. They had his stuff there. They had all the cats there. It was really dope. It was fun. And I also signed up for their newsletter now because I believe they have book signings and kind of crazy events like that and everything. So mysterious bookshop in uh, I don't know Tribeca or Soho. It's on Warren Street. Check it out. Just fucking Google it. I'm looking. Actually, here we go. The fuck is the address? It's uh, 58 Warren Street, New York, New York 10007. I don't know if I put too many O's in there, but whatever. So the Mets recently re-signed Jay Bruce. I guess they did overnight or today or some shit. So. We'll see what happens. I think three-year deal. He was looking for five, but he got three. He was good last year. They just sucked, or he was good in the beginning, and then shit just hit the fan, and they shit the bed. I wonder if it's going to happen. $39 million contract, three years. Fuck it. Bruce, he was bad when he first got here, and everyone's like, he can't handle New York. He can't handle New York. Everyone was doing that typical New York bullshit. He can't handle it. And then he started being good at the end of that season, and then I think that was the one where they played the wild card and lost. But, uh, so we'll see what happens to Jay Bruce and the Mets. Everyone's complaining nonstop about the Mets and, uh, <clears throat> how the, excuse me, how the Wilpons don't want to spend money and all that kind of shit. So I don't know what's going to happen with this team. We'll see what happens. The Yankees are going to be more exciting and everyone's calling FAN right now being like, oh, all these Mets fans, oh, the Yankees are more exciting. I'm just going to watch them. Which I don't get. Because it's like, how could you be like that? How can you jump teams unless you're like under 10 years old? Not that I even, I got into this shit way later when I was like in my 20s. I was always into it. But not enough. Like I pay more attention, way more now. So besides that, the fucking Knicks, they keep losing. They keep losing these fucking close games. This one was in overtime against the Bulls yesterday, and they lost 119-122. I forgot what it was before that. Um, tomorrow they play the Timberwolves. I bet they lose again. Their record's 19-22. and 22. I, They're collapsing. Everybody says it. Everybody sees it. It's over. And I'm seeing an article here, too, that says the Knicks collapse is ironically crushing their draft hopes, too. So it's like, what are we doing? I mean, I, I could see if this doesn't change and it's another terrible year, it's like a 35-win I don't even, or, or less, or way less, like 20 wins, that can't happen, that's not gonna happen, uh, like, that would be complete collapse, utter collapse, uh, then, I don't know, Porzingis probably gonna bounce, I see it happening, there still has been no real, like, big boxing matches on, or anything even, it finally comes back on a showbox card on Friday, they got, it's a, girls though, Clarissa Shields, Olympic gold medalist, uh, fighting Tori Nelson, I don't know who else is going to be. It's, I think it's all. 
it looks oh no, there's one with Jesse Angel Hernandez versus Ernesto Garza. There's some shit coming up on Fox, it just says. On January 17th from Australia, Anthony Mundine versus Tommy Brown. But then finally, the following Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday, from the Barclays Center, they got the Errol Spence Jr. defending the strap against Lamont Peterson. Errol's probably going to win, probably before the... I don't even think Peterson goes the distance. And also you got Robert Easter Jr. on the undercard, which is going to be fun. What else we got? It's not again. I think I said this. Already, it's not going to be like last year. Lucas Matisse on HBO. Or there, on April twelfth, there's Amir Khan's fighting. I think the Jackals fighting. Um, yeah, Carl Frampton, the Jackal. He's fighting that day. There's a bunch of uh, good ones coming up, but it's going to be nothing like last year. Last year was a big one every fucking week, every fucking weekend. Crazy. Everything boiled down to a lot of stuff, and then they had that stupid shit, the Mayweather and McGregor, which was fun for what it was. <laughs> Uh, now I'm tripping out off this coffee, guys. Holy shit, I probably should have taken a shot. I'm like... My brain is spinning. I step through the vortex, enter your cerebral cortex. So, uh, there's that also the NFL playoffs going on, which I don't give a shit about generally as much as a lot of the other stuff. But we got the New England Patriots here, and there was all that drama between Brady, Kraft, and Belichick, and now they're all saying it's bullshit, and now it's going to motivate them, and they're playing the Titans on Saturday evening. My brother's going to be shitting his pants. I guarantee the Patriots destroy him. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be weird, and they won't, and they'll lose. That would be so fucking hilarious. Everybody would blame it on drama. All these Giants fans are calling up fans saying they want Belichick to be the coach there. Which, he has the connection, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But besides that, the playoffs, we're going to see the Falcons and the Eagles, the first game on Saturday, which without, uh, it's a Nick Foles or whatever, not Carson Wentz. Uh, and what's the homecoming for Matt Ryan, the Ken doll, I call him. That's what he looks like. Uh, Jaguars and Steelers. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm excited. We'll, we'll see what the fuck happens. Who gives a shit? The uh, album I wanted to talk about, I don't even know if this is an official album. This is some kind of like, it's like an unofficial mixtape. It's called, it's floating around on the internet everywhere called Black Thought The Gift. It came out last year. And what this really is, is a, if you don't know Black Thought from the Legendary Roots crew, now he's completely, everybody knows him for being on, uh, what's his name, Jimmy Fallon every night. He's up there with the Roots playing and he like freestyles in between the commercial break. Real freestyle. This thing, The Gift, is awesome. It's a compilation of all these like freestyles he's done throughout the years. There's some of these that are old that I used to have on an old tape back in like 01 or 02 where it's Quest Love beatboxing while some other dude's doing graffiti and Black Dots there coming off the top rhyming. And speaking of which, on the last song, there's a... Uh, there's like a thing where it's, I think it's Quest Love again, he's just hitting a drum or something like that, or hitting a table or something, and Black Thought's just coming off the top about all these artists they're performing with, and I can't, I, it's, it's so good that I was like, is this some of this written, or I don't even, I can't even tell. But I also heard about, I didn't watch it, I heard about that uh, interview he did with Jimmy Fallon where he said it's off the top, but then people were, I guess, going at him online for that, the typical bullshit, being like, oh, it's not, it's not, and then he was like, no, some of it is, he's mixing shit together, which it sounds like it, the, the long one that was on Flex that went viral, which is on this album, by the way, but... I always love Black Thought, and I've been saying for a while he's way up there with the best lyricists ever. I always say, like, just lyrical, not counting songs, just bars. I was always saying Eminem is the best. I think Feral Monch is up there. 
Uh, but I always say Black Thought is way up there, too. And now I think he's past everybody with this shit. We're just waiting for an album. Like, I love the Roots album, but it's a different thing. Everybody's waiting for, like, a Black Thought album just to beats, like, with, like, a f- beats from a few different producers or just one producer altogether. Like, one, the best, in my opinion, would be a Black Thought album to all Pete Rock beats. It would be awesome to premiere beats, too. But... Or he can make an album that's like an Illmatic where it's a bunch of uh, beats put together. Which, by the way, I remember there was an article a few years ago talking about how that like ruined hip-hop because that's when they stopped doing like full producers doing an album. But that's come back strong. There's tons of albums where it's Alchemist made every beat or Apollo Brown made every beat. I've talked about that on here before. But back to this Black Thought shit. It's just bars. It's just him rapping on a bunch of different radio shows. There's a recent one that he did with Method Man on Sway that's up there. A one from a few years ago on Sway. There's some Toka Tuesday ones. It's I, it's weird because I used to listen to so much stuff like this back in the day. I haven't listened to like a mixtape or not an album, but just a bunch of collected freestyles in so long. And it just was like, wow, this dude, is it blows your mind. So anybody, young people that might catch this or anybody that's into bars or wants to write bars or or something like that, like, just listen to this guy, or just download this thing, I think it's on that piff, it's everywhere, it's called Black Thought the Gift, it came out last year, really fire, uh, and also, waiting on the album from this cat, it's, it's supposed to come out, it says to be announced, it's called, hold on, it's his last name, his first name's Tariq, I know that, Tariq Trotter, it's like the great Mr. Trotter, or something like that, hold on. The talented Mr. Trotter to be announced. I mean, they've been talking about it for over a decade, him doing an album. But we'll see what happens. This is the closest thing. All the other, the Roots things and many features that, yeah, every time it's a body. Every fucking time. Peace to Philly, the 215. The movie I wanted to talk about was something I found out about out of nowhere. Uh, Twang actually put me onto this. It was a film that uh, came out in 2017. Uh, on October 6th, not even that long ago, but it's on Amazon. I I think it came out at the same time. You know how they do that now where it'll come out limited release in the theaters and they'll put it on Amazon at the same time. It's called Brawl in Cell Block 99, directed by S. Craig Zoller, who's known for directing this movie Bone Tomahawk. Now, I know, I know, I know. I have not seen the whole shit of Bone Tomahawk. I watched some of it. I have never finished it. I have to go watch the whole shit now because... This Brawl and Cell Block 99 shit is out of control. It's a great film. I'm actually playing it right now behind me again on the Kindle in my office. But it's excellent. Available on Amazon Prime. It's Vince Vaughn, which I know some people have a bad taste in their mouth about Vince Vaughn. He's done a lot of shitty movies. A lot of people didn't like True Detective Season 2. But this bounces back. And it's actually got a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. 7.2 out of 10 on uh, IMDb. Roger Eber gave it 3.5 out of 4. It's real dark. It's real crazy. He's basically a dude that seems like an ex-con, tough guy, big dude, and he loses his job, and apparently he must know some kind of connect, some plug, and he goes and gets work from him and starts working for him for months, and then um, he ends up basically getting locked up, and from there, mayhem ensues, as I always say on here. I don't want to give away too much because it'll give away too much of the movie. But it's mad, violent, and insane, ill violence and, you know, unique and um, original kills on screen that look great. Don Johnson plays an insane role in it. He's the warden of, like, the harder prison where he has to go. Okay, so also the director of this shit. He directed this in Bone Tomahawk. He's got a movie coming out. His next movie sounds insane. It's called, like, Drag Him Through the Concrete. And it's got a... Uh, 
Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn again, and they're like cops who I think end up killing, back to the beginning of the podcast, they end up killing some cat. Hold on, let me just check this out real quick. I just want to see, uh, sorry, sorry for the pause here. Dragged Across Concrete, that's the name of it, it's in post-production. This is going to be, it looks like it's going to be good. It's going to have a more major release than Bone Tomahawk and uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99. I strongly recommend this Brawl and Cell Block 99 shit. It's good writing. Vince Vaughn plays a really good role. This dude, it's a grindhouse exploitation homage. It reminds me of uh, Ricky O, Story of Ricky. If anybody out there has ever seen that, that was like, I don't remember if it was Japanese or Chinese or Thai. It's a movie where a dude's in jail, and that shit's just in- insane. Violence and fighting and uh, martial arts mixed with, like, they're a monster in it. It's uh, strongly more than anything. I mean, Story of Ricky's a classic. Uh, Ricky, oh, Story of Ricky. You can actually watch it for free on YouTube, last time I checked. But this movie reminded me of that. It reminded me of, like... Um, a bunch of prison movies. Uh, I don't. I don't remember right now, and I'm blanking, so I don't want to fuck it up. But Brawl and Cell Block '99, it's excellent. Uh, Vince Vaughn's performance is great, and a lot of people praised him for it as well. So I don't know if he's gonna bounce back. He's done so much dog shit, and uh, Hollywood hates him because I think he's on the right. I, I don't know, you know. But I, maybe that stuff's not really mattering anymore because you look at the fucking asshole that's in the White House. I mean, that's. All we got to say about it, obviously, this that kind of some not not that this movie's right wing in any way. I'm saying just in general, like you know, people hate on them, but they have a following regardless of whatever their political belief is. So who gives a shit? Hire them. Fucking this movie's great. Honestly, check it out. And I think I'm gonna sign off. Peace, y'all.